Hey listeners, thanks for the download. You know, I recognize that you could fill your ear holes with any number of podcasts and other interesting sound cookies, but you picked Gutsy Media Podcast, and I appreciate that. But don't stop there. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd, and YouTube to get all the content. Also, don't forget to check out GutsyMediaPodcast.com and vote for the questions for Season 3. Two lucky winners get the gift box giveaway. But that's not what you're here for. You're here to listen to Will Kelly and I discuss the classic rom-com The Wedding Singer, starring Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. We got some surprises in this episode, but I won't keep you in suspense. Because without further ado, on with the show. For days. What? So you you picked the wedding singer, Adam right. Sandler, classic Adam Sandler movie. What made you pick the wedding singer? Well, number one, it was one of my fa- one of my favorite movies growing up. Probably still in my top ten. Um, I should I should probably preface this by saying we're going to be answering the question later on whether or not this is a good movie. Okay. So while you say it's one of your top ten, is that like currently or, or back then? I think just. Overall, it's one of, one of my top ten movies. Growing up, I loved it. And then number two, I thought I owned it. I do not own it. <laughs> Did you end up running? I went it? looking. For, yeah, I went. I, I rented it. I went looking for it. Didn't have it. And I was like, son of a gun, and ended up running it. So, I mean, you're you're a big music fan. Yeah. Is that part of the reason why you like this movie so much? That's right. Not just music, but the the fact that he's, um, you know, he's a singer. I'm a singer. <laughs> Are you? I am. <laughs> you are. Okay. For a while, I wanted I wanted to be a wedding singer because of that movie. Really? So I was like, oh, this is great. You can go. You, people probably like give you free booze. Is it? You, you think it's like a relevant job nowadays? You think there's still? I mean, I'm sure wedding singers still exist. Yeah. But do you think that's like a thing that? that no. No. Right. No, I mean, DJs. DJs. It's DJs. Are, yeah. it's DJs. I was at a wedding once. Um, and if ever this per- these people these these this couple is listening, it's um Elaine and Leo Soto, who. They had some bomb-ass DJs, and then they had a drummer. So there wasn't a singer, but... The, Just a drummer. The drummer would drum to whatever they played, and, and he was... It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Like, but it wasn't like a whole band. It was just a drummer. Just the drummer. So I'm thinking, like, uh, who's the guy from Blink-182? Because he does... Right. The, Travis he does, Barker. Yeah. He does the drum yeah. covers on some of the popular songs. That's right. So that was really cool. Um, but, yeah. No, I, I've never been to a wedding with a wedding singer. I would love to. But at, growing up, when this movie came out, I'm like... Oh, that, that's my, that's it. That's, that's, your my, calling. that's my calling. <laughs> that's, are you a karaoke fan? Do you play karaoke? I, I love karaoke. Really? You know I love karaoke. I mean, I know, I know you like karaoke. <laughs> you know. I mean, like, in the sense of actually going to karaoke bars and singing karaoke. I've been to a few. Really? I, I, I've been to one karaoke bar my entire life. Yeah. Where I actually, I was like, everybody's doing it. I'll do it. Yeah. I picked the worst song possible because it was the only song that I knew. Yeah. And it was such an awful, like, I, I'll never do it again. The trouble with karaoke and, and singing is, is if you're drinking, you know, you think you could sing. <laughs> the more I drink, the worse I sound. So, um, not a good idea to karaoke bars. So, so you picked a wedding singer, Adam yep. Sandler. Yep. So this is, this is Adam Sandler kind of right when he's starting to become big. Because he yeah. has already done Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Right. But he hasn't gone on to become, like, the Netflix guy. Right. Right. I don't think he's done Big Daddy at this point, which is another smash. And I love Adam Sandler. That's another reason, another 
one of the reasons I picked because I love Adam Sandler. I love his. So uh, he, this is this is this has got to be a point of contention for at least some people, including myself. Yeah. You loved Adam Sandler, or you love? Adam I love Sandler? Adam Sandler. Even I now. Even now. Because I mean, we can both agree that he has somewhat fallen off a little bit. I mean, I mean, what was his latest? The um, Murder Mystery with Jennifer Aniston was one of his latest, and that movie was bomb. I heard that was good. I didn't get a chance to see it. It's a great movie. Um, Hubby Halloween was probably the most popular one recently. Yeah, that's right. And that one has actually got pretty good reviews. Yeah. Uncut Gems got really good reviews, although yeah. I watched it and did not like it. See, Uncut Gems, though, is not a, as far as I know, is not a Happy Madison. It is not. Um, and neither is The Wedding Singer. So I thought this, oh, Adam Sandler wrote it. He probably, you know, this is, it's not. It was not written by him, not directed by him. Um, well, not all of his movies, not all the movies part of um, um, Happy Gilmore or, or Happy, Madison. Happy Madison Productions yeah. is something that he's written and directed. No, but it, he, he has a lot of say in those movies, put it that way. This one, um, like I said, I thought that he had a lot of say in this movie because it's kind of him. He's an 80s guy. Because it is part of the the shared universe that he has created. Yes. Do you do you know about this? The shared universe. Yes. I don't know about. So it. okay, so Avengers <laughs> becomes popular, and of course everybody now has a shared universe um, in their movies, and and you know the, they have the old Pixar thing where all the Pixar movies take place in the same universe. Have you have you yep, heard yep, of that? I've heard of that. With Brave being a time traveler and so on. So somebody had come out, and because obviously Adam Sandler has a lot of his friends in a lot of his movies, yep. like The Wedding Singer. Yep. Um, somebody had proposed that all of his movies take place in the same universe. Mm -hmm. And he's actually come out recently and embraced it and said, yes, it's true. And he plans on doing like these crossover type movies, yeah. including a happy Gilmore two, which was just greenlit, which I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to, if that really takes happens. It, it's a, it's a real, real true to life thing. So, but I mean, so prior to uncut gems and, and murder mystery, you got, um, Kevin can wait. You got real Rob, um, you got some some pretty bad the do over some pretty bad the do over was all right the do over was pretty good pixels was pixels a good one pixels I wasn't a fan of pixels well you're not, you're not a fan of uh, one of the characters having sex with Hubert because that takes no. place in the movie no um, so I mean he hit he hit a lull for a little while to, to be honest with you in my opinion the lull starts at Grown Ups I was not a fan of Grown Ups. Not a fan of a zookeeper or Jack and Jill, which yeah. for this is, Jack and Jill is my argument for people who are like, oh, uh, Al Pacino still has it. Al Pacino is in Jack and Jill. Okay, he does yeah. not have it anymore. He should have retired a long time ago. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about um, uh, Al Pacino. We're talking about Adam Sandler. Let's talk about his crew. So you're talking about he has his friends that are in the movie. Yeah, you get like the same three or four guys. I mean. He he has a, he's got a good like he's, ten. He's got a good like ten, but there's only like three or four of those guys have only been in Adam Sandler movies. Like they're not in Alan, anything else. Alan Covert. Alan Covert is the lead in Grandma's Boy. Right. And he's been in in all of Adam Sandler's movies. Adam, Adam Covert. You're, you're um, right, actually. He he has he was in Grandma's Boy, and Grandma's Boy was an awesome movie yeah. and uh, Happy Gilmore Productions. Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon is... He's been in and out of his movies. He, right. He's a very small part in this movie. He plays the banker. But he's um, a famous actor. I mean, I'm mean, not famous, but he's a well-known actor. SNL. SNL. They, they go yeah. back to from SNL. Stand-up comedian. Very very funny stand-up comedian. Peter Dante. P 
Peter Dante, Dante is the guy. He's the one that everybody loves in, in the Sandler movies because uh, he plays the stoner. He plays the stoner. Yeah. Well, some of them. He he plays the stoner. He plays the gay um, lawyer in That's right. Big Daddy. Yeah, it's a great um, movie, by the way, Big Daddy. So those are just a few of of who. And I think that's it of those his crew in this movie. Like you, like you had mentioned, Wedding Singer actually isn't uh, an Adam Sandler mainstay. It wasn't not written by him. Right. Um, it was actually it was written and then kind of rewritten by Judd Apatow, who does not have writing um, credits on the movie. It was also rewritten by Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. legendary actress. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, who also does not have writing um, credits on the movie. When when asked what influence she had on the script, she wanted to make the the script a little more realistic when it came to the romance and when it came to the female lead. So she had a lot to do with Drew Barrymore's part, including yep. uh, she said she just wrote the female lead smarter, and she said it made the movie better. But I found that to be pretty interesting that both Carrie Fisher and Judd Apatow um, worked on the script uncredited. The movie follows Adam Sandler, main character. He is the wedding singer. He is, yes. When the movie starts off, he is singing at a wedding. He's a very good wedding singer. People like him. Yep. Um, he helps uh, a, a quite a few people, including the drunk uncle who is played by Steve Buscemi, also in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Buscemi, we, we missed that one. I love Buscemi. Buscemi. Buscemi's awesome. Yeah. He's one of my favorite. Have you, did you watch Boardwalk Empire? I did, I did not. Oh, my God. Great Great TV show, highly recommend. And, and so Steve Buscemi in the uh, opening scene is, like you said, the drunk brother. Right. <laughs> and he he's you know he's in his feelings on the stage once he gets the mic. He's the best man. Right. And he's got some the great, better man. He's he got says, some great throw, man. throwaway lines in the movie. And it, fast forward all the way to the end, Steve Buscemi's now a wedding singer. Right. So which yeah, so we have Steve Buscemi, and then there's the, who's the other wedding singer that's in the in the movie. Uh, John Levitt. Jo- yeah. John Levitt. He's, he's His hilarious. His ladies' night. That's my guy. <laughs> so um, Adam Sandler is, does he work at this venue? Yeah, it's, it seems like there is a, um, yeah, there's a venue and he is, if somebody gets married there, they can hire him to sing as well. Right. I don't know if it's the only venue in town or if he works for the venue or whatever, right. but it's the same venue that has their own staff of people who... Um, serve and and clear the tables and so on. One of those staff members is newly hired Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. She's just recently moved to town with her fiance, longtime fiance. Um, no real hope of ever actually tying the knot one day. Right. Adam Sandler is also engaged, but not only does he have a date, but it's like next week because yep. they they exchange some words about she's going to be serving at his wedding next week. Yep. Um, he's pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um, Linda. Yeah, Linda. The, Drew Barrymore is is kind of the wholesome waitress. Nobody, I mean, she, she's like the only character in the movie that doesn't really appear out of the 80s. Because that's the other kind of gimmick the movie is doing. Is it, it takes place in 1985, 84? It's, like it's, it's the 80s. It's the 80s. I, don't I think, think they, they give you a date. Yeah, it's like I August something. Catch that. But I'm pretty sure it's 1985. Um and then she is friends with the other waitress, played by Christine Taylor. Fox. Fox. Yep. From the Brady Bunch. <laughs> she goes on um, after this movie to marry Ben Stiller. They had two kids, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. No kidding. Now, Drew Barrymore has has gone through ups and downs as far as appearance. and. I've, you know, I've never been a fan of hers. But in this movie, 
out. Um, yeah, she, she's got like the weird like. I like her in this movie. I, I don't. I don't know if she's. When I say I like her, I mean I want her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she has like a physical impediment, or if she's had something happen to her. But she's got like a weird kind of mouth thing where she talks out of the side of her mouth. Yeah. Never really done it for me. Yeah. Never been a big fan. Yeah. But anyway, um, so so he he sings. He tells the audience about his wedding coming up next week. Mm-hmm. And you find out that he's in love and Drew Barrymore goes home to her uh, guy, Glenn. Fiance. Fiance. Yep. Um, Glenn. The Originally... This was supposed to be played by the same actor who plays um, in Happy Gilmore. Uh, Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin, yeah. Is that same, right? same actor was supposed to play this. Um, Christopher McDonald was considered for Glenn, but ultimately couldn't do it, which I thought would have been great. It would have been. It would have been. This guy plays a really good tool as he, well. He does, but I feel like with, with um, McDonald... You like like to hate him in Happy Gilmore. Like he's funny, right? But you don't like him. And this right. guy, he just seemed like an asshole. Yeah. Well, the other thing I found interesting about watching this movie is, so obviously you have the, the Glenn and and Drew Barrymore's character are engaged, and they're about, they're having hard times um, both because he's dragging his feet to get married, um, but also she she obviously starts showing some interest in in Happy or Happy Gilmore. Wow, and Adam Sandler's character, right? What, Robbie. What my issue is, Glenn doesn't really come out to be an asshole until like halfway through the movie, where they kind of shoe toe or pigeon toe this this side story of him cheating on her, mm-hmm. just to make him out to be a bad guy, so that she isn't a bad guy for like cheating on him or, or showing interest in Robbie. Yeah, I mean he they they say he's a Wall Street guy. Yeah, and you could tell he just kind of he's, he's kinda, sleazy. He's sleazy. He's, he's sleazy, cool. but you have no real reason not to like him. No. Up until then. Yeah. So, uh, we're jumping forward a little bit, but but Robbie ends up going to the wedding, his wedding. He mm-hmm. gets stood up by Linda, who does not show up. Um, Linda stops by the house later and has this the, the, the great exchange, the legendary exchange, mm-hmm. where he, she basically says, I don't know if I can be married to a wedding singer. And he replies with the classic line... Information that would have been useful to me yesterday. Right. Yeah. He he delivers it with a little more oomph. Uh, Adam Sandler oomph. Once again. Once again. <laughs> information that would have been available to, or whatever. Um, what do you, I mean? What are your thoughts on the movie up up to this point? Up to the conversation where she says, "Look, it, you got no potential. Yeah, so, I'm trying to get out of this town." So I'm, I'm, I'm I got a time machine. I go back in time to yeah. young Willie, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 12 years old, watching yeah. this movie. Adam Sandler gets stood up at the altar. What are you thinking? I'm like, oh damn, this is my guy. He's a singer. I'm a singer. We need to, <laughs> we need to fix this. What's going to happen? Um, but up to now, the movie's great. The music's great. The the, the way they're portraying the 80s, one with the, the decor in the houses, the decor in the uh, wedding venue, the colors they're using. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So the, the movie comes out in 1994, I believe. Why do you think they decided to go back to the 80s? It was that, or 1998, excuse me. Why do you think they decided to go with the 80s? You think that was just kind of to, to get the wedding singer popularity in there? Or? Yeah, I think back then that was kind of the thing. You There wasn't DJs. Right. DJs were just kind of coming out um, because the technology was just kind of coming out. 
Um, but yeah, more wedding singers. Like I said, Adam Sandler's an '80s guy, so whether he was cast for this or he had, he did have some type of input in the writing or whatever, they went back to the '80s for this. The music. Let me say this: when I say I love the movie, I love the movie so much, I asked for the soundtrack, and I got the soundtrack on my 11th or 10th birthday, and I know all the songs by heart. Do you know about the musical? <laughs> I do not know about the musical. So they turned The Wedding Singer into a musical. Uh, the musical version of the movie came out in 2006 and was nominated for a Tony Award for Best Musical, Best Actor, Best Book, and Best Score. But it's not Adam Sandler. It's not Adam Sandler. You know? And they, they made a couple minor changes um, to, to the script. Nothing major. Um, but it, it apparently had a pretty good run on, on uh, you know the musical... Broadway. Underground. Broadway, yeah. Was it, was, sure. it, was it on Broadway? It was on Broadway. Nice. 290 performances, I think. Wow. Uh, this is also what? the... Yeah. Oh, yeah it, was, it was a big, big deal, man. Betty remember. White was considered for the role of Rosie, which is the grandmother that he's giving singing lessons to, mm-hmm. uh, played by Ellen Dow. She's a really good actress. She, she's one of those actresses that's been in a bunch of things. She's She was. She was. She did. She is She is no longer with us. Um but she's like you couldn't you wouldn't be able to tell her by name. But right. if you saw her, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know her. Right. Uh, this is also the first of three movies to see Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler uh, act opposite each other. Yeah. Second one being. Second one must have been Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates, two thousand four, yeah. and the third one. Blended. Blended. Twenty fourteen. Go. Good. Look at Let's you. Go. Did you see? Did you see Blended? I did. Really? Was it good? Yeah. Mm, sure, it was. I feel like you were hesitant there. Look at Adam Sandler. Like I said, Little Nicky. Eh, back when it came out, I love any Adam Sandler movie. I'm gonna love because I love the Sandler humor. I, he has I his, like he, Little Nicky. He has his own humor. He throws little things into movies where I'm like, only like it's only funny to him and right. maybe his crew, but it's funny to me too. I think I, honestly, I think Big Daddy is the pinnacle of his career. That that was such a great movie, such dry humor. Yeah. It, it it pulls on the heartstrings. Yeah. I wipe my own ass. I mean, what other movie? <laughs> a kid saying I wipe my own ass really just makes you tear up a little bit. Right. Um, but anyway, so Linda leaves him at the altar. He is now a heartbroken shell of a man. Yeah. And I mean, really, the the middle part of this movie, there isn't much happening. No. He he's trying to recover from Linda. At the same time, um, Julia, played by Drew Barrymore, and Glenn are kind of going through rough patches. Adam Sandler's character Robbie and Julia are become friends, become very close friends. Yeah, because he's helping her plan for her wedding. Right, finding um, photographers, florists, cake. He knows the whole nine yards. He knows the town. Right. They had the great scene where his buddy is the limo driver. Yes, and they they tell him he's got to basically try out to be the limo driver for her. Yeah, and they put him through this little course in the parking lot. That was pretty good. Yeah, um, but ultimately, what ends up happening is the two of them spend so much time together. They yeah. kind of hit it off. They hit it off. And they, they like each other. Yeah. Although neither one of them will admit it. And then meanwhile, her cousin, I, I believe they're cousins, is also in this group of trying to plan. And she right. starts think. well, pretty much she is... Um, it's Holly. She's a skank. by Christine Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, she's skank in the movie, but she goes, oh, this guy's cute. Let me let me try to get with him. Um, so, so there's that part right. of it, too. So she goes on a date with him. He is kind of less than interested in her. And... Shows a lot of interest in what Julia is doing that night, and yeah. that's where excuse me, the four of them go out, go out together. Yeah. And Julia gets drunk, goes off to the bathroom with with Christine Holly. Now she's getting drunk because she doesn't. <coughs> she at this point she has she has feelings for uh, Sandler's character, and 
she doesn't want to see him with anyone else. Right. He's all like zoning on her because he doesn't want to see her with anybody else. Yeah, she, he's definitely more composed about it than she is. Yeah. She's getting slothed, and yeah. and he doesn't. He's just kind of playing cool. Yeah. Um. So they go off to the bathroom, and that's when him and Glenn have this exchange where Glenn's basically like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm banging other chicks on the side." Hotter and younger. Hotter and younger. That's right. Which is just completely because. Hashtag goals. This again. This has got to be one of those movies like we've mentioned before, where you can't really scratch the fur- the surface too much, because at what point in time would a guy randomly come out to a dude he just met and doesn't really seem to show much interest in, right. and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally sleeping around on her with all these other chicks." Yeah, he kind of coaxes him. He kind of coaxes. Yeah, him. Oh, yeah, but not doesn't take much. Ten years ago, how about ten days ago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this gives Robbie the fuel to uh, kind of try to get her to to move on, to to leave Glenn. Although he doesn't really push it that hard because she's happy. Yeah. And that's kind of where he's at. Is she's ha- he goes to the bar with his buddies and basically says like he's a scumbag, but she's happy and I'm not yeah. going to do anything. Who am I to break up? Break yeah. Up. They convince him to go over there and break it up, but he he doesn't do it. Meanwhile, she's at home trying on her wedding dress, calling herself, by, you know, Julia Hart, which is his last name. Yeah. Julia Be- Gulia, and then realizes that sounds ridiculous. Right. Yeah, That's Glenn's last name, Glenn Gulia. Julia Gulia. So, he, Julia and Glenn decide they're going to fly off to Vegas to get married. Robbie finally gets the idea that he's going to go to Vegas to stop the wedding. They all wind up on the same plane. Yep. Along with Billy Idol. Billy Idol. <laughs> Are you a Billy Idol fan? And I, besides White Wedding, which I've karaoke a few, <laughs> few three times. Uh, besides White Wedding, I don't not wasn't really into Billy Idol. But like you understand the importance of Billy Idol oh, yeah. in the yeah, music yeah. history. Yeah. Um, he's kind. Of, he's kind of the. Let's say he was a trailblazer in kind of punk rock or. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was definitely before our time. Is he still alive? Billy Idol's still alive. Is he still jamming out? I don't know that. He's going to be like quasi-retired, I would imagine. I don't know. Anyway, um, he stands up in front of everybody on the plane and confesses his love to Julia. Uh, the, the plane kind of rallies around him along with Billy Idol, and they throw Glenn into the bathroom. And uh, Well, he's telling... He has no idea they're on the same flight. He's telling everybody in first class, because that's the only ticket that was left, that... This is this is what's happening, and like you said, everybody at, at one point is rallied around him. Oh, uh, stewardess comes in and says, "This guy is uh, over here. He just asked me to join the Mile High Club," <laughs> and she she uh, f- uh, quotes something that he Glenn said earlier in, when they were on the double date, as far as being a, a grade A piece of meat or something like right. that. So Adam <laughs> peeks through the Robbie Hart peeks through the curtains and sees that's them, and he's like, "Holy shit, they're here! This is them." And then yeah. confesses his love. And that's, I mean, that's really the wrap up of the movie. Is that the two of them go off yeah. into the sunset together. They have their wedding. And that's where you see Steve Buscemi as the wedding singer there. You, do, you miss the fact that, so he, on the plane, he busts through the, or he gets on the PA and starts singing a song that he wrote on the way to the airport for her about, uh, and they quoted a few times in the movie about growing old. Like, I want to find somebody to grow old with. Right. And the, the song is Growing Old With You. Now that song, in my life, Plays all sorts of importance. That really? song is was. <laughs> um, 
So why is that? Why is that an important song to you? That song, like I had the soundtrack, so I I knew the words. I probably watched the movie enough before I had the soundtrack that I knew the words by heart. Wait, so you you knew the song prior to the movie? Prior, no. So he the, the song came out in the movie. Oh, okay. And I had watched the movie enough before I even got the soundtrack. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. To learn all the words, and I probably have sung that song fifty times to each girlfriend I've ever had. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wh- why? Why is that song? Because it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful, and <laughs> there's beautiful. there's comedy in it. Uh, it's it's Adam Sandler, and it worked for me. Yeah. Do you think that 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 being a part of your life or part of your your relationships mm-hmm. adds to your love of the movie? Oh yeah, definitely. That song that he wrote at the end, and it busts through, and you know, I'm a child. I'm I'm eleven, ten, twelve years old. Well, even currently, <laughs> I'm, I'm still a child. Yes, but yeah, I love I love that part of it. So. We we kind of we race through the plot because one there's not much of a plot it's just your standard love story movie sappy blah 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 with some comedy sprinkled in but also because I feel like the real debate is going to start now yeah you you love this movie Let, let's before let before we answer the question of was this a good movie okay let's let's go through the questions yeah. I'm ready. Three questions mm-hmm. to help us determine was this a good movie? Mm-hmm. Question number one Was the message, what was the message of the film, and do you agree with it? I think the message in the film um, was don't jump to settle down, don't jump to get married or, or get hit, whatever. Um, you know, explore a little bit. There's more than just the one person the first time you met them. Um, to there's more fish in the sea you know really find that person you have the connection with and and nail it from there okay. and i do agree with it yes i do agree with it so i mean kind of on the same on the same line that you just said i, I think the message of the film is kind of your stereotypical love triumphs over all mm-hmm. you know true true love true yeah. love is going to triumph over all these two people were with the wrong people they found each other and, and la di da right um do i agree with it yeah, I think for the most part, you know, if, if you have some love, you can you can get through some pretty dark shit uh, with that. Um, but you know, let's let's see how it plays out. The rest of these questions. Number two, how did the movie leave you feeling, and do you think it was intentional? How did the movie leave me feeling? It left me feeling um, inspired <laughs> to be a wedding singer. <laughs> to be a wedding singer, not not to go find true love because I have true love. Okay, and, and you do you think this was intentional? Was it be inspired? Um, yeah, of course. Just like any movie, you know. Well, I mean, don't say any movie. Schindler's like, List most, doesn't really inspire most people. Most movies, most movies, um, they you want to turn it off and you want to feel good about what you just watched or, or whatever message they were trying to portray to take with you. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it, it, the movie had to leave me feeling. It left me feeling. Um, I don't know. It was it was funny, a, a comedy. Uh, I don't really feel any certain sort of way, um, and I and I think that was intentional. I don't think Adam Sandler has much thought in his movies as far as leaving you with a lasting message. It's more just you know to break away from reality for an hour and a half. Agree. Um, let, let me say this though on the same topic. 
Um, and I've done this three times with you, and you've done it as many. How many? This what number of podcasts is this? This has got to be uh, episode twenty six. Something so, like that. So, to, to watching movies and taking notes and kind of analyzing things yeah. ruins movies. I ruins I disagree. I, well, here's <laughs> in my opinion. That, that's a that's a good that's a really good comment to make. There, I've had several guests on the podcast. Um, most recently, when we did resolution at the start of season two, where I'll watch a movie and not like it. Mm-hmm. And then I do research on it, and I do the deep dive, and I really look into interviews and, and behind the scenes and so on and so forth. And I actually get more of an appreciation for a movie and, and realize, oh, this actually isn't a bad movie, but it's just you need the context, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas there are other times where I will watch a movie and really love the movie walking into it, and then I watch it, and I and I start analyzing it, and I go, maybe maybe this doesn't hold up. Maybe this yeah. isn't as good as I thought it was. Yeah. And with this movie in particular, I, every time I watched it, I loved it. This, when I watched it and take to take notes to it, it's like, eh, I don't know, maybe it wasn't it such there, a great movie. There are movies like we've mentioned several times on the podcast that they just you can't scratch you can't scratch the surface. Yeah. You can watch the movie and you can like it, but once you start trying to ask questions about well, why did this happen? What does this mean? You, you ruin it because it right. doesn't hold up. Right. You just can't you can't go below that surface. Uh, question number three. What is the most important sequence in the movie? Um, to what? To the message? To the just however you want to interpret that question. Um, in my opinion, the most important sequence would be. Um, we'll make it as a scene. The best scene in the movie is him playing the song he wrote. Half when he was with Linda, <laughs> half when they had broken up. That's a good one. Kind of the That's uneven. A good one. That that's the best. Uh, hey, pl- I think they're looking for. A, so he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do wedding singer anymore. Um, he tells her, "Look, I was gonna sing at your wedding, but I'm done doing this. I need to find a real job." But I know a guy, John Levitt. Right. Um, uh, let, let me quote something he said too, because I, I, I thought it was really funny. So one of Jimmy things- Moore. Jimmy Moore was the name of the guy, and he finishes his tune, "Ladies' Night," and he says, "This is Jimmy Moore signing off. Here to say this ain't no sock in my crotch." <laughs> What a guy. What a guy. So he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't want to be a wedding singer anymore. They have, the conversation they have is Drew Barrymore says, you know, because she, she says, why, why did Linda leave you? Yeah. And well, cause she couldn't see herself as a wedding singer. And he, she replies with something along the lines of, well, did you always want to be a wedding singer? Is this what you always saw yourself doing? Yeah. And he said, no, I, I wanted to be a songwriter. Oh, okay. And that's where, well, have you written anything? And well, yeah, I wrote something, but I wrote half with her and half without yeah. her. And yeah. uh, she talks him into singing it. Yeah, it's an amazing song. Amazing is it, is song. it on the soundtrack? It is not on the soundtrack. It should be. I don't believe it is. No. So, I, I think the most important sequence is probably him getting set up at the altar. I mean, that really sets the whole movie into yeah. you know the storyline that happens and, and allows them to be together. So, so with that, let's let's jump into the debate. Was okay. this a good movie? This is. For somebody who's, hey, go watch this. This is a great movie. No, probably not. You have to be an Adam Sandler fan. You have to, uh, you got to like the 80s because it really, like I said, every song that's played or sung is an 80s song. And, and he and whoever picked them, uh, whoever picked the, the music in this, they, they, they picked some great ones. Um, they, and that's why uh, not every movie gets a soundtrack uh, album released to it. And, I, and I'd be, ag- I'd actually be, 
curious to see how many those sold because so i was funny funny you mentioned this i was at a friend's house yesterday who's 50 50, in his 50s we won't we won't just throw his number out there he's in his 50s and i just said yeah you know i I just got through watching wedding singer i got to do a podcast tomorrow and he goes oh i used to have i bought that soundtrack and i said no shit me too so i'm curious to see how many sold so music for the film is done by teddy castellucci Castellucci. Uh, he's a composer. He's done other movies such as Big Daddy, Little Nicky, Mr. Deeds, Home Alone 4, which is probably the pinnacle of his career, <laughs> Anger Management, Fifty First Dates, White Chicks, The Longest Yard. I mean, so my super all Adam Sandler Yeah, tons of tons all of Adam Sandler The movies. Wedding Singer, first movie he ever did, 1998. Oh, he did a damn good job. Deuce Bigelow. He's done a lot of you know that type of of movie. Well, they're all Sandler. Yeah, was Deuce Bigelow a Sandler movie? Yeah, really. I think I want to say. Well, I might not have been a uh, Happy Madison, but it's a uh, it's one of his crew. It's one of his crew. Yeah. It, it is the uh, legendary Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider, very funny. You actor. can do it. So, scale of one to ten, what do you give this movie? I'm giving this movie a seven. Seven. Yeah, and it's like it's a good movie. I mean, seven. That's a, yeah. it's a C. That's a pretty good movie. Yeah. It's a C plus. Uh, here, here's the thing. We had touched on it a little bit earlier when you had mentioned about movies that you, you know, don't want to take notes during. That that's really a lot of the movies that some of my guests pick are movies that oh I loved this movie growing up. We gotta watch it. And then you know same thing with me. If you would have told me you know what are your top five Adam Sandler movies, Wedding Singer is gonna be on that list. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. You know the, all of them. Big Daddy. But here's I haven't seen the movie in its entirety. Probably since high school. Yeah. And now I watch it and I'm like, eh. Like, it's got some really good one-liners. It's got yeah. some great one-liners. Yeah. But the movie as, as, a, as, it's, as a whole just doesn't stand up to me. Right. Um, I, 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 was this a good movie? Yeah. I mean, listen, compared to some of the other movies we've covered on the podcast, this is definitely a good movie compared to those. Is this a movie that I hated watching? Absolutely not. Right. This is a movie I would recommend to people. Sure, like you said, if you're an Adam Sandler fan and and you want you need a movie to watch, this is a movie to watch. If it's on TV and you're you're trying to have a laugh, yeah, absolutely. Because the one-liners are going to keep you entertained. That's right. Uh, I think my issue is when I, when I look at when I look at my my list of the top ten movies we've covered so far, and what's number one? Number one currently is Birdman. Birdman. Who'd you do that with? I did that with you. No kidding. <laughs> that was a good movie. Son of a gun. Um, <laughs> so I I have to look at this movie compared to you know number ten. Would I put this on the top 10 over, in this case, Draft Day, which is uh, the new number 10 since 1917 came on the list? Um, which one would I rather watch? Honestly, that's a tough one because I, I like Adam Sandler in The Wedding Singer for the nostalgia reasons and the comedy reasons, but I think Draft Day holds up as a better plot-based movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I you know what? I think, I think I'm going to have to keep Draft Day on there. I think if given the two and given an hour and a half of free time, I'd probably watch Draft Day again. I mean, Costner. 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 Great well, actor. What do you say? Have you seen Draft Day? I have seen Draft Day. Costner and Black Panther. And, yeah, Chadwick Boseman. He's Black Panther. He is Black Panther. Forever, yeah. forever and always. Uh, R.I.P. Um, are you picking are you picking Wedding Singer over Draft Day? Yes. Really? That, and that's just a personal preference. Well, let's let's go through the list. Would you Have you seen Sisters Brothers? I have not. Okay, so let's let's skip that one. By Killing Him Softly. I have not. What about Wind River? I have not. Ladder 49. I have. Would you pick this over Ladder 49? Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like that, I said, it's... I mean, it's, Ladder 49 is a great movie. Right, but it's... 
like we said in the beginning, it's one of my top ten. Just okay. because it, it's it's the what nostalgia. Murder of Crows. I'd probably pick Murder of Crows over this. Good for you. Yeah. Good for great movie. I love the suspense and drama. Straight to DVD. Straight I'm, to always, DVD. I'm still amazed by that. No kidding. Murder of Crows is a straight to DVD movie. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Um. Okay. So I mean, so that that wraps up our three questions. And that wraps up whether or not this is a good movie. I have a do, did you know for you. I would love to hear a did you know. Did you know. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the campfire chats. A DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. Now, mind you, I've done a lot of research on this movie. So okay. I will tell you, if I did know it, okay. I'll tell you if I knew it prior to the research. Okay. Adam Sandler, in his kind of band in this movie, he has um, he has a drummer and this and that. And then there's this um, transsexual... Correct, uh, yep. The transsexual... Uh, what the hell is it? He's modeled after Boy George. Boy George, yeah. His name's George. His name is George. His name's George in the movie. Do you really want? Do you really... Culture Club, right? Right. And that's all the only song he knows. But he plays Which all sorts of great... instruments. I love, I love that gimmick. Um, played by actor Alexis Arquette. Correct. Alexis Arquette is siblings with David Arquette. Yeah. Courtney fam- Arquette. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Famous family. So you knew. I. I did not know that was Alexis Arquette. That's right. Until I did the research. Yep. Once I did the research, it was one of those things. Where I was like, oh, of course it is. Like now that you, now that you say that, right? I, yeah. I um, didn't know. I didn't know that until I looked. I went, oh no, kidding. No shit. Yeah. yeah. She's actually been in a lot of things you don't realize. As a male, though. As, as, as usually, a male. yes. I think was I don't know when her transformation happens. I don't know if this was prior to the transformation. Yeah. No, I mean, no longer alive. She passed away? Passed away. Get the hell out of here. Are you sure? I'm sure. Man, that's crazy. 2016. Yeah. She was in uh, Bride of Chucky, Pulp Fiction. She was in Pulp Fiction? As a man. As a man. What would I think she... Oh, she plays one of the guys that uh, Samuel L. Jackson lights up. Get the hell out of here man that's crazy she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a vampire DJ uncredited huh that's crazy so you did know I, I didn't get you I didn't stop well I didn't her. I didn't know prior to doing the research okay so so interesting, interesting information there um, so Adam Sandler goes on after the wedding singer his next movie he does is Dirty Work um, although he's uncredited and then The Waterboy where he plays Bobby Boucher Dirty Work. Is that with the uh, Sheen in them? No, Dirty no, Work is work. with, uh, uh, what's-his-face from Saturday Night Live, um, Norm MacDonald. Oh, okay. Artie right. Lang. How did you like, uh, on, on the Sandler vein, he's in a movie with Damon Wayans. Are you talking about the white, white chicks? No, no, no. He's in a movie, I think it's oh, called Bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so right before Wedding Singer, he does Bulletproof, um, which is not a Happy Madison uh, I love that movie. It's a really That's good a, movie. That is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, prior to that is Happy Gilmore, and then prior to that is Billy Madison. He does Billy Madison while doing Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, it's actually the, his first movie post-Saturday Night Live, I believe. And then prior to that, he did Mixed Nuts. Airheads. Airheads. Another great movie. Yeah. I love that movie. 
Um, that's another movie where, honestly, I haven't seen that all the way through in quite a long time. I wow. wonder if that would hold up. That's Brendan Fraser, too. It is Brendan Fraser. Young yeah. Brendan Fraser. Young Brendan Fraser. He's one of those actors. Skinny Brendan Fraser. So he leaves Hollywood, um, claims nobody would, would pick him up because of some sexual uh, uh, sexual assault allegations he, he yeah. put out there. You know, great actor. He's one of those guys that he's supposed to be making a resurgence. He just got cast in a, in a pretty big role, um, which I'll have to look up in order to tell you which one it was. But um, I hope he comes back because he I thought he was a really good actor. The Mummy, what him? a great movie. Yeah, The Mummy was great. Yeah, he just got casted in The Whale, which is supposed to be a biopic on some famous guy. Hmm. I don't know what it's about, but it's supposed to be a pretty big casting. It's in pre-production now. Um, so we'll see where that goes. So uh, without further ado, let's play your favorite game, Guess That Tomato. All right. So you know how this works. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives you a critic score and an audience score. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get an opportunity to guess the audience score for the 1998 movie, Wedding singer. Yeah, I'm gonna throw out some hints. Let me ask this. Let me ask this about the Rotten Rotten Tomato score. Mm -hmm. Does it ever change? It does change. Yes. Based on what? Based on audiences going on there and, and scoring. So just movies. just reviews. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I mean, you typically with a movie like this, it's been out for a long time. It's not gonna fluctuate very much. Right. Um, you got movies like when we covered the um, we covered uh, King of Staten Island that had like just come out. So I would imagine, although I haven't gone back and checked, I would imagine that movie has probably fluctuated quite a bit since we since we talked about it, you know, six months ago. Okay. So um, what do you what do you think audiences scored 1998's The Wedding Singer? I mean, I gave it a seven, and I love the movie. I'll say seventy. Seventy. Good. Yeah. Good guess. Okay. So I'm gonna give you three movies. That yep. are plus or minus two percent of the wedding singer. Okay. So this is going to be in that that four point range around the actual wedding singer score. Mm -hmm. Movie number one, Don John. Don John. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's writing and directorial debut, where he stars alongside Scarlett Johansson and Julianne Moore as a young porn addicted New Jersey bartender. Yeah. Movie yeah. number two. Love Scarlett Johansson in that. So do I. Like I actually like Julianne Moore better than movie. Like, Julianne Moore is one of those actresses that. I don't know. The older she gets, the more attractive she gets. Yeah, I would agree. It's it's a redhead thing. Probably not. <laughs> uh, movie number two, Pitch Perfect. The, tw Pitch 20, the Perfect. 2012 comedy sing-along about the Bellas and their effort to win the National College Acapella title. Mm -hmm. Do you, mm -hmm. uh, you ever compete in the acapella tournaments? Never. Would you? Would I have? Would you go acapella? Yeah. Right now? Do it. Do go acapella right, right now. now. What am I singing? Like, fuck a beat. I'll go acapella. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Movie number three. <laughs> We're not doing it. <laughs> I give up. The Other Guys. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg team up as the unconventional cop duo set out to prove that they have the right stuff. Mm -hmm. That was the tagline. These guys are setting out to prove they have the right stuff. The right stuff. I feel like that that's a bad tagline for that movie. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. Bad tagline. So I would see I would say the other guys and Pitch Perfect gotta be around eighty. They're hovering around eighty. Both good movies. Um Don John was probably closer to the seventy that I'm guessing. So I don't know. Let's say seventy five. Seventy five. That's your final yeah. answer? Final answer. The credit the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes mm. for nineteen ninety eight's The Wedding Singer mm. is 
eighty percent. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Isn't no that crazy? Kidding. So let's go. Here's the thing: eighty percent for audience's score. Mm-hmm. It's got like a sixty for critic score. Critics, yeah. Sixty-nine. Excuse me. Which critics. isn't isn't bad. I mean, sixty-four reviews from critics, over two hundred and fifty thousand votes for audience members. Wow. We got some some great uh, reviews, such as "You Can't Help Pulling for the Kid." I mean, well put. Yeah. Uh, finally, an Adam Sandler comedy that you can sit through without wanting to throw a mallet through the screen. What? At its best, it's a gentle, well portrayed, feel good film. Yeah. I mean, these are all positive reviews. Let's yeah. let's hear a negative one. The tone set by the director. Tends to be cartoonishly broad while making jokes at the expense of grotesques. Not really sure. <laughs> Not really sure how to get that. Uh, audience reviews. Somebody gave it a two out of five. Get some cheese balls. Dunk it in cheese whiz. Throw sharp cheddar cheese on top, and you get the wedding singer. Yep. So cheesy. Everything within the movie is cheesy. But but ever so. I agree with that. I do agree with that. I love, I love. But how that's they Adam a, Sandler. I that's love, Adam Sandler. That, that you're right, but he, he executes a little bit better in other movies. I love that somebody sat down and wrote that. Yeah. Just. Yeah. That he, makes me think that person has tried that. Do you think he got? Which sounds amazing. Do you think he got through <laughs> like the first two cheese references and was like, "I need another one." Need you know, another honey, one. honey, you got another cheese reference I can use for this? Yeah. Throw some cheddar cheese at it. That's a good one. I'm gonna write that down. Can I use that? I mean, why not? Why not? Uh, so all in all, you like the film, you stand by your, uh, I like the film, go by the soundtrack. If you're, if you like eighties music, go by the soundtrack. Cause it's kind of a, uh, compilation of all the hits. Did you hear that Adam Sandler signed another deal with Netflix? He's got like another 10 movies with them. Really? Yeah. I'm very happy to hear that. He's going to rock out with Netflix until the end of his career. But why not? Why, why not? hundred percent. What? Cash cow. So you 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 would say you're a movie fan, correct? Yeah. You've been a movie fan for a long time. Yep. What are your thoughts on Netflix and streaming services and and the whole Warner Brothers HBO deal? Like, are you for this new format, or are you more of a traditionalist? Let's get back to the the big studios and the the cinema releases. Yeah, it's like you just gotta get with the times, you know? Because Netflix, uh, this, I was watching some uh, HG H whatever the HGTV and they're all on discovery now. So now there's a discovery streaming service. They're all going that way. Right. They're all going that way. And if you, if you kind of add up the ones you like, you're probably paying around what you're going to pay for. Um, you know, by the time you got HBO, Netflix, Disney plus discovery, whatever, you're probably paying 50, 60 bucks a month. Okay. So you got Napster supposedly kills the recording industry mm-hmm. and now everything's iTunes and you're paying a yeah. dollar per song. Let you me ha- real quick. On this topic, yeah, the as soon as the credits roll in this movie, The Wedding Singer, what song is it? Video killed the radio star. True. Let's go. Very true. Um, so then you have streaming services that are, are supposedly putting an end to movie theaters. How long until you know with Peacock coming out mm-hmm. and all, you know all these networks are we going to get the death of the cable provider? I think it's almost here. I think it's here. If, if not, so right now I cancel cable. I do have Sling TV, which is kind of like a cable. It's cable esque, yeah. yeah. But very soon, very soon. I and the only reason I got Sling is for uh, football. 
to watch NFL football. I mean, here, here's the issue. You can't jam down a package you know, in my throat of 100 channels. What can you jam down your throat? When 15 of those channels I'm going to be watching and the rest of them I can, I can do without. Right. You know, they're either infomercials or I don't care about them. Yep. And then in a, in a, in a, to replace that, I can spend the same amount of money like you said. And, yeah, maybe I only get 15 channels. Um, but it's the 15 I want. I can get, you know, Peacock and HBO and Netflix and yeah. I have all this variety. I mean, I have three different streaming services, no cable, and we've been rocking that out for, shit, almost three years now. It's been great. Yeah. I, and same with the movie theaters. It's not... Here's why I don't think movie theaters are going anywhere. I think you're going to see a significant drop in attendance because you can start streaming these movies straight to your home with the HBO Warner Brothers deal. But number one, this is the first deal that happened and it caused a humongous uproar in in Hollywood because Mm -hmm. of it. And a lot of studios are saying they're not going to be working with Warner Brothers in the future because of it. But number two, a lot of these directors... Uh, you know, like like Zack Snyder, like you know some of your your high end, more artsy directors, they're making movies for the cinema because mm-hmm. they they want the, the the formatting and the pixel and the refreshers and the, and the big subwoofers and the sound and all that shit. Yeah, they're making movies for the cinema. the The afterthought is is DVDs and you know buying the movie afterwards and watching your home. So I think because of that you're still going to have some sort of core audience mm-hmm. that is going to sit there and want to go to the cinema and pay the extra money to watch it in the theater. Yeah. Again, you might see a lot of the theaters close, but I think you're still going to wind up with a theater in each town for that base audience. Yeah. I, personally, I prefer, and I mean, at, at our age, we're always going to prefer the theater. But now, you know, the youngsters, they just want to stay home. They want to stay in their room, locked, with the lights off, and just... Watch whatever movie comes out. And I think it's really going to depend on what the actors and actresses are doing. So like Adam Sandler, yeah, yeah. he's he's strictly to Netflix. So if you if you know if all of a sudden Denzel goes strictly to whatever and, and these huge A-list actors are only making movies on these streaming services, who's left? New act you know, new actors. So I think there's a, a level of that as well. Yeah, you're right. I mean for me it comes down to what movie am I seeing? Who is the director? You know, and that's going to determine, is it worth it to go to the movie? Like, if it's a, if it's a director I know that is going to feed into that sort of genre or that sort of um, delivery method, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I want to see it in its, in its glory. Um, but if it's a director that, you know, it's a, it's a comedy that doesn't, you know, I know they don't really give two shits, then, yeah, maybe I'll watch it at home or I'll stream it, you know, on HBO. The other, the other thing is HBO is coming late to the game. I mean, they've had two streaming services before. This is their third one now, or maybe just a ramp up of one of the, one of the previous two. They they are at this point. People are already buying Netflix. They're already buying Hulu. They're already buying Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. To tack on another one on top of that, I think the later to the game you come, the less likely you're going to be to get somebody to, to buy onto it without yeah. canceling something else. Yeah. And if I'm going to cancel something else, you now need to be better than them. Yeah. I need original content. Um, and, and HBO is doing that with some of their movies. I think this Warner Brothers deal is going to be big, but we'll see. What HBO is doing, at least I saw so the new Tom and Jerry movie. Right. Go see it in theaters or see it on HBO Max or whatever it right. is, HBO Go. Um, so if they continue to do things like that, it's like, oh, well, here's my option for these new movies. Well, they're doing that. So, so Warner Brothers and HBO, which had the same parent company, yeah. signed an exclusive contract where for the rest of the year, 
all movies that are due to come out from Warner Brothers will also stream same day on HBO. So that's Mortal Kombat. That's you know Justice League, Zack Snyder. Yeah. That's Tom and Jerry. There's a, there's a slew of other movies. So I think that's how they catch up. Yeah. You know. But I I mean again the backlash they received. Who knows if that goes on you know past this year. Right. Um, but okay, you and previous guests, you know, it's a firm belief of the owners of don't forget a towel that everybody geeks out on something. Yeah. Well, it may not be comic books and movies. Maybe it's singing at weddings and stealing some douchebag's fiance. So yeah. I've got to ask you, Will, what is it you're geeking out on right now? All of the above. <laughs> um, right now, I just finished today. Just finished uh, season three of Stranger Things. Absolutely love that series and Shameless. I'm in season five of Shameless. I know there's a, there's a lot more. To, I think they're in season eleven right now. So which is uh, the last one, I believe. The last one, yeah. So uh, Shameless, uh, Netflix, and uh, Stranger Things. Is it first time watching Stranger Things? It is. And do, would it you is. binge watch all three seasons? Well, I just binged all three seasons. So <laughs> would I do it again? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things is pretty good. Uh, Shameless. We actually just. Shameless is a long series, yeah, and it was recommended to us by another another friend of ours. We started watching it probably over a year ago. We've we've watched a couple episodes, then we'll go on to something else, and we'll come back to it. So we actually just finished season four last night. Mm-hmm. So we're on season five, episode one. Um, we took a, a big hiatus because we went on to Shit's Creek. We watched Shit's Creek for a little while, mm-hmm. and we have two seasons left of that as well. Um, but cool, man. I'm I'm anxious to see what happens in Shameless. Don't don't spoil it for me. I won't. It gets good. It's it's I mean, it's been good. <laughs> I love. Uh, I forgot the main actress's name, but I love her in this. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with me and talking to me about Wedding Singer and, and the recommendation, man. Of course, man. Thank you. Gutsy Media Podcast. Leave a message about any movies you covered and maybe we'll add to the show. Thanks. Let me take you down a trip to memory lane. Wedding singer. The 80s. It don't get no better. Adam Sandler's best movie. Better than Happy Gilmore. Better than the other shit he's done with David Spade. And the fat guy from King of Queens. It's his best movie. There's no doubt about it. Drew Barrymore, delicious. The blonde-haired girl, equally delicious. Adam Sandler, hilarious. It is so good, in fact, that we use the, the saying at the end, the song... As our wedding vows, that's how impactful Wedding Singer is to my life. Best movie of Adam Sandler's career, the best movie of the 80s, even though it was made in the early 2000s. It's the best. Ain't no doubt about it. Peace out.